7.32. And so on the sidelines of the G20 summit in Osaka last month, the US and China declared their plan to resume trade talks. They eased a long row that's contributed to a global economic slowdown. But over the last couple of weeks, things have been far from smooth. It's reminiscent of what we were just talking about with North Korea. Things look up and then they look very much down. Um, The particular question now is over the US's $2.2 billion arms sales plan involving Taiwan with Beijing issuing that threat I mentioned before to ban U.S. firms from doing business in China. Um, we'll head to the U.S. on the line in a moment. First, let's bring in Professor Ding Shen from the School of International Relations and Public Affairs at Fudan University, Shanghai. And thank you for joining us. Well, pleasure. So the, the fight, foreign ministry in China said on Monday that the government and its companies would cut ties with U.S. firms involved in selling arms to Taiwan. Can, can you tell us a bit more about the background there? Well, because uh, uh, we have a one-China principle, uh, considering that Taiwan is a part of China. And the U.S. has uh, already shifted its diplomatic recognition from Taipei to Beijing. And this situation we call the normalization of China-U.S. relations. U.S. should not sell weapon weapon to a part of China, which is against the central government of China. Uh, that's the reason why we cannot accept uh, the U.S. Uh, continuing weapon sales to Taiwan. So, can you just elaborate a little bit further? What's the significance of of identifying U.S. companies that could be targeted with sanctions? Well, U.S. government want, wants to keep its policy to sell weapons to Taiwan. Uh, it needs some U.S. arms company to, uh, to, to participate. And this company, they think they can make money uh, from doing the business with Taiwan. And uh, they may not care their uh, other business with the mainland. So we want to teach them a lesson. You cannot do business with both mainland China and uh, the Taiwan island. Well, Beijing has also threatened to impose sanctions in, in 2015 when we look at Washington approving a $1.83 billion arms deal with Taiwan. How is the situation different this time? Well, with China's, uh, mainland China's ever uh, glowing up, uh, we have uh, uh, an ever-increasing uh, domestic market which is open uh, to the international uh, community. Therefore, more and more uh, uh, foreign companies, they are uh, selling their stuff in mainland China. Probably some of these U.S. arms companies, they would find their own opportunity to sell their stuff, uh, probably not military stuff, but civilian uh, items to mainland China. With China's ever going up, and uh, such a chance, that China can open markets for such U.S. arms company uh, will also increase. Uh, so this time, China should have more capacity to bring pain to this U.S. Military, uh, uh, arms company than the situation a few years ago. There has been some analysis, uh, actually by Chinese onlookers questioning whether these weapons will actually boost Taiwan's defensive capabilities or, or perhaps become a financial burden. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, it's a complicated. Uh, 
Well, I think most of the Taiwanese would think it would boost their defense capability. Otherwise, they would not waste their money. Mm. And, uh, uh, but for the mainland, it's both a political challenge and also a military challenge. Because Taiwan would be ever more confident uh, to do its own way, uh, not to respond to mainland call for a peaceful unification. And it would also give Taiwan's military capability uh, to provoke mainland or to resist uh, mainland's effort uh, to, uh, to bring unification to both sides. So we would think it is a challenge, both a political and a military challenge. But in the meantime, with mainland has ever built up of its own military capability, uh, such a uh, 2.2 billion U.S. dollar arms sale to Taiwan uh, may not uh, 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 bring an, uh, a, a certain uh, insurmountable amount of challenge. We may be able to handle this, but still politically uh, we cannot accept. Therefore, uh, we would uh, be strongly opposed to such a U.S. decision and a Taiwan's decision to sell and to accept. There is so much conflict here. Uh, there's conflict at the security level, but uh, economically speaking, China's economy grew by 6.2% in the second quarter of this year. That was the lowest level since records began in 1992. Is that very much related to the protracted trade war with the United States? Uh, n- not totally. Because China's uh, economic size has reached uh, 13, 13.6 uh, trillion US dollars. Uh, but uh, at the year 2000, 18 years ago, our economic size was only 1 trillion. So in nearly 18 years, our economic size has increased more than 10 times. And not, not to uh, say what uh, our economic size was uh, in the year 1992. Therefore, naturally, our economic size would go to such a level. Uh, our in- economic speed would go to such a level of what we call the new normal. New normal is it's a 6.6, 6.2, no longer 16%. So it's natural. It has not uh, has not much to do with the, the tariff war. But in the meantime, the tariff war certainly uh, brings China pains, as it does uh, on the U.S. Therefore, we try to negotiate with the U.S. to reach a, a, a mutual uh, beneficial outcome to end the tariff war as soon as possible. Professor Ding Lishen from Fudan University, thank you very much for giving us the Chinese perspective first this morning. Thank you very much. Of course, there is the US side to the story, and we head now to the Heritage Foundation's Asian Study Center, uh, where we find Dr. Dean Cheng, Senior Research Fellow. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. So the U.S. State Department gave its approval of this multi-billion dollar arms deal back on July 8th. Uh, it includes tanks, missiles. Can you tell us a bit more of the background there? 
So um, under the U.S.-Taiwan Relations Act, uh, the United States is committing to, committed to providing Taiwan with the means to defend itself. Um, and this basically uh, covers a variety of systems, aircraft, uh, naval weapons, naval ships as well, um, and land systems. So in the past, U.S. has sold F-16 fighters. It has sold kid-class destroyers. Um, it has generally held back from providing some of the latest um, land warfare uh, systems, in part because a higher priority has been for air and naval systems. Um, but uh, Taiwan's uh, ground forces are still mostly operating uh, M60 uh, tanks and M48 tanks. And um, just as South Korea has been deploying the Type 88, which is a uh, much more modern main battle tank, more heavily armed, uh, or uh, heavily armored, um, the Taiwanese ground forces, um, it's essentially their turn to start getting more modern equipment. Why is it important for the Trump administration to, to, to strengthen the alliance with Taiwan? Could you, could you tell us a bit more about, for example, President Tsai's visit to the U.S.? So the reality is that Taiwan has a narrower and narrower um, array of uh, diplomatic partners. Um, this is in no small part because of China's uh, effort to woo or browbeat away um, Taiwan's uh, diplomatic counterparts. So the United States um, is its most important um, connection to the broader international environment. Um, in the past, uh, when the Taiwanese presidents have transited the United States, uh, they have been able to... Um, on their way to places like Central and South America, they have often wanted to be able to either hold press conferences, meet with uh, various uh, business and uh, civic leaders, uh, in some cases even address universities. Um, and that was the context of uh, President Tsai's visit. Um, she did she transit through the United States, which included um, a visit, if I remember, to Columbia University. How worried should the U.S. government be and and, and certain business circles about this backlash against particular companies like General Dynamics Corporation, Honeywell International Incorporated, uh, this, this idea that uh, those particular firms will be targeted? Well, so there are a number of different ways of looking at this. Um, these are major defense contractors. So at one level, they're already targeted, right? Um, I suspect that their cyber firewalls get a lot of attacks from IP addresses originating in China. Um, I, the Chinese are also implicitly threatening their business activities, not on the defense side for obvious reasons. The U.S. doesn't sell arms to the mainland, but their commercial non-defense sectors. And that is a source of worry. China is one of the world's largest markets. Um, but at the same time, that cuts both ways. If China doesn't want to have um, American elevators and American escalators and American cargo handling equipment at their uh, airports and things. That's certainly their choice. That's going to affect their own market operations as well. If we look at the situation from a I don't know, common sense perspective, uh, Taiwan appears very much to be a separate entity, of course, to mainland uh, China. Um, but the U.S. has had to 
play a very delicate role um, for years. This Trump administration, of course, has uh, not been afraid to break with the past on several issues from dealing with Iran to to North Korea. What is the current stance on the One China principle? So the American One China principle has always uh, has been different from China's. China's argument is there is only one China, we're it, and you should have nothing to do with the other entity if you want to deal with them. Uh, deal with them through China. The United States' position is that we recognize that China has a position on this, and that the United States, um, while it diplomatically recognizes Beijing as the capital of the People's Republic of China and does not have diplomatic relations with Taiwan, also, per the Taiwan Relations Act, wants a peaceful resolution of the cross-strait situation. And until that can occur, the U.S. will also provide Taiwan with the wherewithal to defend itself. Um, that actually hasn't changed uh, under the Trump administration. We have not recognized Taiwan diplomatically. Um, the arms sales are consistent with past arms sales. Um, Beijing always has a negative reaction to any arms sale, no matter how small, to Taiwan, uh, in the view that there's no basis for such arms sales at all. Um, the bigger issue here is, um, as, based on, on your conversation earlier with Ding Li Shen, is the broader U.S.-China relationship. Um, U.S.-China relations are right now in a trough. Um, I'm not sure that they're at the worst that they've ever been, but they're certainly among the worst. And the Taiwan issue is a longstanding problem from Beijing's perspective. It's a longstanding irritant. So given the trade conflict, given the broader U.S.-China competition problems, the Taiwan issue, arms sales, U.S conversations with Tsai Ing-wen, allowing her to transit the United States, only exacerbates this from Beijing's perspective. It's uh, always a pleasure to get your analysis as well. Dr. Dean Cheng, thank you very much for joining us on the line today from the Heritage Foundation in the US. Thank you for having me.